Great. My name is um, Ibiromke Taiwo Olawa. On and on the show with me tonight is EBA Tonte Davis. Okay, um, we're just going to start by praying, and I'm going to ask um for us. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Our Father and our God, we have come before you once more to do your will. Lord God Jehovah, we commit this project into your hand and we look forward to the harvest of testimonies. Amen. I'll bring to your kingdom in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Father, breathe upon this medium. Let it bring forth much fruit in the name of Jesus. Amen. We ask for the presence of the Holy Ghost to dwell with us, Amen. to do us. Let everything that will be done in this project be to the will of God. Amen. His glory at all times. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Okay. Okay. So um, we've introduced ourselves first. And um, just a brief on what we expected. This is um, the Be Fruitful podcast, um, especially organized by the both of us um, for encouragement, to encourage women and men, both women and men, couples that are married and waiting on the Lord for the fruit of the womb. So the podcast is organized specially for them to encourage them, to give direction, you know, concerning issues that they might be having. So today we're going to start um, with a testimony from Auntie EBA because she also has gone through, you know, um, some challenges conceiving, you know, and having children and all of that. And we decided to do this because um, she has gone through, came out even in all of the heated battles. So we're hoping that her testimony would encourage someone who is listening today and um, encourage you to take steps to do the things that you're supposed to do. Okay, so we are going to start immediately. And then I'm going to just start um, with Auntie B, and I'd like her to just introduce herself, what she does, and um, all of that. So, Auntie B, over to you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Okay. My name is E.B.A. Davis. Mm, what do I do? Okay. I'm a classroom teacher. I'm a professional teacher. Okay. I, I actually did not... Um, read education from beginning okay. that was the last thing I wanted to do 
but um, by divine direction, I found myself in the classroom and um, I'm so glad that I'm in the right place. So right now, I'm a mother, a wife, a teacher in church and in the school. Okay. And um, I can call myself um, a a part-time businesswoman. <laughs> okay. Okay. The Bible says, whatever your hand find it to do, you do it. So we find ourselves doing one thing or the other. Okay. God has been faithful. Okay. So um, how long have you been married now? Okay. As my marriage will be 22 years and wow. um, on 28th November. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I've been married for 21 years plus. I just have some months to go. <laughs> wow. Well, what God is doing. Okay, so yeah. you're going to be celebrating um, Silver Jubilee very soon. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yes. So, my God's grace. God is faithful. Yes, so, um, how many kids do you have? Okay. I have a beautiful daughter. My okay. Princess. Okay. She's so, 10 how years old. <laughs> okay 10 years yeah so how many kids were you planning on having actually oh god i wanted to have six kids oh wow six it. yes i wanted six i remember during marriage counseling you know we had issues on agreeing okay. when they counseled me i said i wanted six kids Hmm. When they canceled my husband, he said he wanted only three. He doesn't want too many kids. Wow. So they had to call both of us together that we have to go and agree. <laughs> so so when, you, when, you, when both of you agreed, what number did it come to? Um, we, he said four. We came to four. But I just felt maybe with time I'll be able to... Convince him. Yes, uh, I felt... Ordinarily, everything going the way I planned, I'm very sure I would have done up to that. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so what happened to that dream? Oh, God, I don't know. I think um, partly carelessness on our part. Yeah. Because um, after marriage... I actually took in immediately after marriage, okay. but um, I don't know, I can call it, I will still call it carelessness. You know, when, I don't know, um, I was, I took in and I didn't do anything about it. I didn't go to the hospital. I didn't do anything, you know, I, I would just like, I just expected, you know, to just, I just felt maybe I would go to the hospital like when I'm like three or four months, you know, that kind of a thing. Yeah. So I just took everything for granted. So when I lost that pregnancy, how many months I, I, were you when you lost the pregnancy? How many three months? I was three months gone wow. when I lost the pregnancy. Yes, uh, and it's purely carelessness because the the losing of the pregnancy started in the dream. I actually had a dream, which I woke up from. And I did not even consider, I did not even pray about, you know? Yeah. So 
it's it's physical carelessness and spiritual carelessness i just went about my normal business without bothering about it and i now lost the pregnancy and fell sick and was on admission and was evacuated came back home and i just continued life like normal you know hmm. so that was the beginning of so that year passed the next year passed i, I didn't take it like it was going to take me long to get pregnant again, you know? Okay. I didn't, because I didn't feel I had any medical reason. You know, there was nothing wrong. You get married, you get pregnant. Yes. When, no, when you get married and you just find yourself you're pregnant like five months after, you will not think that there's anything wrong with you when you lose it, you know? That mm -hmm. you will never think that you might find it difficult to get pregnant again. You understand? So that was it. So I just went on like that. Then the second year passed. I was still not pregnant. But I was not even sad about the first one, though. You know, I was still young and I didn't know what it meant. Then the third year, I think I went to the hospital like the fourth year. So you huh. can imagine the carelessness, you know, mm. taking things for granted. Okay, so you didn't at all. No, I didn't at first. No, I didn't. It was like the fourth year, I think, I went to hospital and now went through various tests and everything. I and my husband, and we were now certified fit, you know. They didn't find mm -hmm. anything wrong with us medically. So we now relaxed again. Mm. <laughs> but uh, did they, um, between that first um, miscarriage you had, did yeah. you get pregnant again? No. After that first miscarriage, I didn't get pregnant again, that period. Okay. I can't remember any pregnancy that took that long, no. Wow. Maybe if I miss my period two weeks, three weeks, then I will see it, you know? So it became like a normal thing. Wow. Okay, so what was the reaction of family members? You know, you said four years now, no, no pregnancy. What's um, your own family? And then, of course, your husband's family. Okay, um, I think my family were really worried, you know. Everybody in my family. In fact, that's one of the things that led to my father's death because my father felt... Um, yeah. It, it, it told me that um, I cannot stay alive and watch you going through this. It mm. was too much of... My father was too proud of me, you know, that kind of a thing. And yes. it could not imagine something like that bringing me down, you know? It could not imagine. So my parents were really, really, really worried. All my mother's sisters, they all wanted to take me everywhere they knew, which I didn't want to go to, you know. Okay. But I didn't have any problem with my in-laws, funny enough, because um, my mother-in-law actually was never in support of my marriage. Okay. And Yeah. And so she was indifferent, you know. And actually, she once told me that you waste your time in my son's house and oh. you will leave empty. Yes, she said that mm -hmm. to me. 
So, you know, somebody that will say that to you will not be bothered if you, you are having a child or you are not having a child. So they never fought me. They never said anything to me. They were indifferent. Wow. <laughs> I think that's the right word. So I didn't have any issue of mother-in-law coming to fight me, pack your load and go, you know? No, okay. I did not. Um, how, um, did you get any criticism from any angle, from anywhere? You didn't get any from your mom's side or... No, um... I didn't get from my mom. My mom, okay. no, I didn't get any criticism. No, they were worried. They, they, they wanted to do anything they could do, you know? No, they were... Okay. Yeah, I did not. Okay, so what about um, your husband's reaction? How how was his reaction? Oh, okay. I think um, God just gave me the right husband. Wow. Yes, um, because uh, my husband, I don't know where to start from. You mm. know, I kept on complaining. Everybody I complain to, I, I tell them, this man does not want me to have a child. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Because, wow. first of all, from beginning, we were fighting over the number of children. Because he liked his... Um, um, his space. His, his space, yes. He likes everything to be organized the way he wants it, you know? So he, he, has, he actually feels, oh, too many kids. The noise will be too much, you know? That kind of... Disorganized everywhere. <laughs> yes. So... And, you know, one, after we got married, he was, he, he was always making fun of me. Oh, I can't imagine what you look like when you're pregnant. Oh, I hope you won't be ugly. Oh, no. You know? So, <laughs> so I had that issue with him. He was like, I just wanted to say the way you are because I can't imagine you looking funny like some women I see. So, <laughs> so that kind of man never, he never, he, he was not bothered. Yes, he never showed any form of you know, um, it was just indifferent. It was just cool. In life was just normal to him. He wow. never complained. So when I cry, I'm sad. I'm feeling depressed. He's like, he doesn't know what to do. He's begging me, telling me, see, I love you. See, leave. Children will come. Those, when they come now, they'll be making noise. Just relax. <laughs> wow. So I didn't have any problem with my husband. Never had any problem with Praise him. God. That's a test. That. No? Yes, yes, yes. Praise really God for that. With that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, so did you get, um, you know, at some point your husband became a pastor. At what point of, in your marriage did he become a pastor? Oh, I don't know. Maybe like when we were like seven years or Into your marriage. Okay. Yes. I think um, it was after my husband became a pastor, he became bothered. Oh, okay. Yes, yes. Before he became a pastor, it was like, I don't know, it was just okay. It's not that he does not like it, you know, yeah. but it, they, didn't, they don't come before me, kind of, you know. Okay. I came before any other person, so it was okay. So yeah. after he became a pastor, I think, yes. Because he came to me and said, I think after they were ordained, okay. he said something to me that, you know, they, one day they told them some things like, you cannot be a pastor and you'll be going through this. You know, that kind of a thing. How can you be a pastor and you're childless? How oh. do you pray for people that are childless? 
the wow. testimonies must start from you, you know? Something yeah. like that. So there was a charge he had one day and it really touched him and he came and he told me. And I said, okay, maybe that's why I told you not to go and take him. <laughs> wow. wow. So that was it. I think like six or seven years into our okay. marriage. Okay, but did you get support from any other place? Like, I know you said you didn't um, seek medical help on time, but yeah, what, maybe like a spiritual support. Did you have somebody that you could turn to 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 like really talk to to um, tell them about what you were going through? Apart from your husband, that is. No, in my early stage in marriage, no, I did not. You know, and um, and that's where I feel we miss it as Christians, you know. Mm-hmm. And from my experience, um, I feel we should, we're supposed to be watching out for the younger ones so that we can guide them okay. in every way, spiritually, you know, um, emotionally, because they are young and um, they don't have any experience, you know. And yeah. there's nobody that will wake up and feel I will have problem. I will find it difficult, you know? Yeah. So, at first, growing up, I never had any support. <laughs> None from the church, yeah. Instead, the only thing I got was stairs, you know? They see you and they look at you like, what's happening to her? You understand? Yeah. Then, comments... I remember somebody once said something to me. She said when she first came to our church and she was talking about me that, oh, I like that deepness. She's so pretty. I like the way she dresses. And somebody now said to her, forget about her. There is, um, that she's just empty. There's nothing special about her. Uh-uh. Yes. Yeah. You even know the people involved. So when she said that to her, she was shocked. Like she was new to the church. So after a while, after some years, I don't know, we, we, something just brought us together and we became very close. So she was now talking to me and said, I didn't know you were such a nice person, you know? Look at what somebody said to me about you. I can you imagine that coming from the church that is supposed to be like a support group, you know? Well, you know, those are, but I got lots of support from friends. Friends, they were not even born again. All my friends that knew me way back were calling me. You know, they gave me every suggestion, only I didn't follow them. You understand? I felt I am a Christian. I'm different from you. I can't be following you. You know, that kind of a thing. So I didn't take most of their suggestions. But I found out that they were the ones that were most bothered and gave me support okay okay but later on i got support from bishop eboyeme okay yeah when bishop eboyeme was year of your marriage when was this ah i can't remember now <laughs> but that all that happened you know in between let me say like seven to eight years you know like that after after um daddy became a pastor right yes after he became a pastor no he started before he became a pastor you know okay yeah before he became a pastor it was like um i think it was dickens board chairman okay. so 
And being the case board chairman, I just, I don't know, one thing led to the other. I found my way becoming close to the bishop okay. and his wife, especially, especially him. And he now found out my situation. So I never went to him, because, but he kept on calling me. He got my phone number and he could just wake up in the night and call me okay. and pray for me, you know, and okay. encourage me. So I got so much support from him. I will never forget him. I remember one night he woke me up about um, 1 a.m. and he told me that um, this is like my ninth year in marriage. Eight, nine year. It was no more in Port Harcourt, but he called me and told me that I am standing on Canaan ground with, with my bare feet. Hmm. And if it is God that has done all this we are seeing, Hmm. I will name your child. Wow. I will never forget that night. I was sleeping. He woke me up from my sleep. I said, Amen, Daddy. And that was it. Wow. So that is one man of God I can never forget in my life. Okay, so how were you able to conceive them? My dear, that one is a miracle. My daughter, I keep telling everyone that I she just got messy, you know, mm. because uh, I didn't do anything. God's mercy. I don't know how I was able to conceive. I just knew that um, I had a dream. My mother was already a pastor, and um, he went for to Canaan land for pastoral. I don't know one of their meeting or conference or something. Okay. So at one afternoon, I was sleeping, taking a nap, and I just had a dream. Hmm. And the dream, okay, I first, the, I, the, I, the first dream I had, I had a dream, I was, they called me, that somebody was looking for me outside my gate, the person does not want to drive in. So hmm. I went out to go and see the person. And I saw a car parked. So the uh, owners, the side, you know, they went down the, the glass and I saw Pastor Digboye. Wow. In the yes. So I was like shocked. I said, what? Daddy, you came to my house, you know? He said, yes, I came with a gift for you. Hmm. I said, gift? He gave me a gift, a box. He said, take, take care of it. It's for you. So oh. I collected it from him and I held it. He said, take care of it. It's for you. I said, thank you, sir. I'm so grateful. And he started driving off. As he was driving off, like people were waiting to collect the gift from me. Oh. I will never forget that dream. You know, they threw me stones. They were throwing me all manner. I don't know. In front of my gate in my house. And I was able to enter the house. I ran into my house, into my room. And I went and hid the gift. Mm. And I woke up. That was my first encounter. Three days after that, I was taking a nap in the afternoon, like 1 p.m. And I just had a dream. You know, I don't know if it's a dream or a trance. 
because I saw a woman, you know, she passed through the wall in <laughs> my room and came to my bedside and she was holding a pistol. She wanted to use it to eat my stomach. And I used one hand to hold my stomach and I stretched forth my hand and I said, the blood of Jesus is against you. Oh. As I said that, she just fizzled, you know, and disappeared. And I just sat up from the bed. I was sleeping. Mm. So I was like, I looked at the time, like 2 p.m. I picked up my phone and I called my husband. He was in Canaan. And I told him, this is another dream again, you know? He now said, go and do a pregnancy test. I said, for the woman, you know, we just analyze it. Why mm. is it that it's your stomach she wants to... Targeting. Yes. Go and do a pregnancy test. I said, okay. So I stood up. My brother-in-law was at the house. I told him, come and take me. He just took me. That was how I went and did a pregnancy test. <laughs> so what was your reaction? <laughs> I got there, you know. I know I've been going there. The, my husband's friend owns the laboratory, so they know me there. Okay. So when I got there, they saw me. I just said, I came for pregnancy test. Don't okay. laugh. Fool. I was like, playing with all of them. Please, no, no, no. Okay, people are used to having me here, but nobody should laugh at me. Oh. So you know mm. what you would do? Um, I would just do the test and go somewhere and come back. When I come back, if it's positive, people should start. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I just told them, when you, when you see me coming, frown your face so that I will turn back and go. Wow. Do you understand? Yes. So they said, okay. Okay, ma. But you don't have to go anywhere. Sit down for the result. I said, no, I can't sit down. <laughs> I was tense, kind of, you know. Wow. So I went out. I now came back. When I came, they were all frowning. Hmm. They just saw me. They just frowned. And these are people I usually play with. Yes. I just said, oh, no, not again. Okay, no problem. So I just opened my purse. I brought out 2,000 naira. I said, take, you guys should buy yourself malt and celebrate. I'm going by. I just turned. So they said, wait, wait, ma. Come on, take the results. Come on. <laughs> 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 when I saw the result, eh, I said, okay. I sat down on the floor. I don't believe this story. <laughs> I just sat down on the floor. In their lap, they were begging me. I just sat down there and started crying. Mm. They begged me. They, held, they carried my bag and my shoe in their hand. I walked into my car with my bare feet. Wow. I could not go anywhere again. I just came back home and laid on the bed. And I just sent my husband a text because I knew he was already in the conference. I just sent him a text and now he replied me, I know. Hmm. <laughs> mm. That was the beginning of praise God. So, when it happened, what was the reaction of family members? Or you didn't let them know? 
Okay, no, I didn't let family members know. In fact, my mom did even I was pregnant till like I was five months. Wow. Yeah, I don't know what happened. My husband actually told me. You know, he kept on reading the story of Elizabeth. Yes. So me, because, you know, so many things actually happened. I had like a, a daughter in the Lord who yes. grew up practically with me. And um, she got pregnant. She got married from my house, and she got pregnant. And her husband brought her to my house to stay. Okay. So, yes, she was staying in my house when this happened. Wow. Yes. So she was in the house with me, and we we're always having fun. So my husband kept on passing this comment, and um, um, Elizabeth and Mary. You know, he was always. <laughs> Wow. He would say, hey, it will come that my daughter that she has become your Elizabeth. Hmm. You understand? And yes. We didn't know what he was talking about. We were always joking about it, laughing over it because, you know, she was a small girl. She was just in her early 20s, you know. So she was really depending on me for lots of um, advice and support. Advice yeah. and all that. So she comes to my room, lie down on my bed. So I was the one petting her, taking care of her. You understand that scenario? Yes, yes. He was always making fun of that. So when it happened, Mausana said, okay, you know what you will do? In the Bible, Elizabeth hid herself. You understand? Yes. You will hide yourself. Okay. While joking over all this and we can see it manifest now. You won't tell anybody. So I didn't even tell my mom. Mm. I just stayed in the house. I was living my normal life, but I was not going out. I stopped going to work. I stopped going everywhere. I even stopped church for like five months. I was doing online worship. I was just home, mostly in my room, study, listening to the world, you know, relax. That was all I did that first five months. It was mm-hmm. when my stomach was coming out that my mother then noticed that. My mother said, what? You're pregnant? And I'm in this house with you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. wow. So that's what my mom, basic people that live with me inside the house. Yes. Then my in-laws didn't even see me. My in-laws didn't see me till I had my daughter. I only saw my brother in the who is a medical doctor once when I went to Antinata. Okay. Yeah. Then my sister-in-law came to the house when I was like seven months. She mistakenly came and found me. Okay. Lying down in the sitting room and saw me. Then my family, family members, other family members saw me because my younger brother got married. Okay. When I was like uh, seven, six months pregnant. So I had to go for the wedding. And that was when everybody discovered. Okay. Yeah. Uh, That's cool. And um, would you say, would you say um, the problem you had was a spiritual problem? Um, I think it's spiritual because um, I still don't have any, there's still no medical challenge, you know? Okay. Even yeah, my doctors were really surprised actually. There was there's no medical. But I don't know. 
I didn't explore medicine too. Do you understand? That's okay. um, like part of my regrets. Like I felt maybe I would have even tried medicine. God had a reason for everything, okay. you know. Was was IVF, you know, during that time you you were waiting, um, was IVF popular as it is today? And would you have considered IVF? IVF was, I can say it was not popular because I heard of IVF later on, you know. But I would have considered IVF if, knowing what I know today, you understand? Okay. Knowing what I know today about IVF, I would have considered IVF. I okay. would have considered IVF, yes. I would okay. have. Because now I believe there is nothing wrong with IVF, you know. Okay. Because um, I, I, I belong to a support group and I've seen so many people who have gone through IVF and they keep telling you that it is God. Do you understand? It's yeah. not the IVF, it is God that can sustain the pregnancy. So many mm -hmm. of them, they have everything is good about them and at the end of the day, it still fails. So when you look at it, there's actually nothing wrong in trying mm -hmm. IVF, but, you know, as young believers, you know, we, we, we didn't want to have any alternative, you understand? Yes. At our belief level that time, I don't know, according to my husband recently, he said, and that was how they brought us up now, you know, it's like, mm -hmm. it's like we're not looking onto God anymore. We are, if you try, yes, and recently we were talking about it he said that was really brought us up so we felt like in fact even to take medication was a problem like why should i take i have a friend i lost a friend who she would not even use rub wow. on her body that was our level of faith level you understand she said no she has headache she will never drink paracetamol so wow. yes so i i would have I think that is one of my things mm -hmm. I wish I tried, you know? Okay. Yeah. All right. So um, what advice do you have for couples that are, that are getting married and those that are waiting? What advice do you have for them? Okay. For couples that are getting married, uh, I would advise them to run every test every mm -hmm. test you know apart from the basic tests they tell us to do in church uh hiv and all those tests and pregnancy mm -hmm. is i think it's good to do a fertility profile before you even okay. go into so the marriage something called a fertility profile yes i didn't mm -hmm. do that when i was getting married. i didn't even know about it now i know there is something called they, they have so many series of tests that you 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 have to go through so that in case, you know, there's this girl I met in church and she got married and I was looking at her. She had been married for like four years. She has not had a child. I called her, I spoke to her. So I put her in my group and along the line, you can't believe that eh, all what that girl took was clomid. Because we were even thinking, I was even telling her, tell your husband, if you need this IVF, go and try. Don't come and sit down here and wait till 10 years, you know? You're yeah. still young now that you're young. I was talking to her. At the end of the day, she only took Clomid. So what's Clomid for those that Clomid, don't know? I think it's um, 
It's a fertility drug. It's a fertility drug. It helps ovulation. Okay. I think that's what it does, yes. It helps to, I think, to trigger ovulation or something like that. Do you know, that was all she took. The month she took it, she got pregnant. Wow. She has a son now. She's in the choir. So, you can imagine that if she didn't even know about that clue made, you know, only God knows how long, how long. she would have waited. And mm. it's just a minor thing. So, for those getting married, I would advise, please don't ever be careless like me. Go for proper fertility profile with your husband so that if there is anything you have to take care of, you know, at times it could just be small, small supplements or whatever, whatever, you know, you yes. get rid of it and be done with it. And those mm. that are waiting, ah, I know you're waiting on the Lord, but there's nothing wrong in trying medicine. Because even the medicine, it is only God that will make it work. Yes. It's not the doctor. There's nothing any doctor can do. He will just try whatever a procedure and he will tell you that it's God. At the end of the day, it's God that will make it work. So there's nothing wrong in trying medicine. Mm -hmm. So even though you're praying, you, you make sure you still see a doctor. And whatever basic thing you have to do, you do it. Okay. And God will sustain your joy. Amen. 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 Um, you know, there are some women that would say, mm, I want to carry my own baby. I really want to have my own child. Mm. You know, no matter how long they've waited, what advice do you have for them? The ones that are still waiting, even for so long, and they are still hopeful okay um and that's apart from trying medical yes yes uh, maybe apart from medical is there any other thing that they can do you yeah, know apart from medical no but when they sit and, and the baby is not coming then they can yeah. they can go for adoption there's nothing wrong in adopting a child. Okay. There's nothing wrong. I don't see anything wrong in adopting a child. You know, um, children bring so much joy. I didn't adopt a child, but God brought his son my way when he okay. was nine years old, you know. I okay. met him in church, and he said he wanted to stay with me. He was my children's church son. And he wow. lived with me. Yeah. I just met her. I didn't know his parents then. You know, yeah. I just met him in church, but you know, oh God, <laughs> he tried mm -hmm. as much as possible and, and he started staying with me and it brought me so much joy because um, there were so many things I could not do, you know, taking somebody to school, caring for a child, you know, you get to this, this stage in life, all what you want to do is things like that. You understand? Yes. So. That was it. Oh, God have mercy. Okay. Oh. So, is, you can adopt. There's nothing wrong in adopting. Okay. Yeah. You I can just adopt. You can do surrogacy, you know. I don't think there's anything wrong in surrogacy. Okay. Uh, maybe you might need to explain that for those that don't know <laughs> what it means. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, all these are things I just found out recently. You know, there are some people like they have one problem or the other. I met someone. She couldn't carry her own child. She has a problem with her womb. Okay. She cannot sustain pregnancy. Whenever she gets pregnant, she loses it. She has done three surgeries, two abroad and one in Nigeria. And she has not been able to sustain a pregnancy. Mm. She has done 12 IVFs. My goodness. Yes. Wow. And she cannot sustain a pregnancy. Oh, goodness. Her cannot sustain a pregnancy. But she's um, okay. She has good eggs. You know, she produces good eggs. Everything about her, apart from the womb, being able to sustain the pregnancy. So the doctors were like, okay, why don't you get a surrogate? Somebody to carry the pregnancy for you. Okay. And her husband is a pastor, you know? So they have fought over this for years. But at the end of the day, the man agreed at the end of the day and they were able to get somebody. So they fertilized her husband's sperm and her eggs, you know? And they implanted it in, on, in the woman and the woman carried it for nine months, had the baby and gave the baby in to Nigeria her. Nigeria or abroad? Yeah, in Nigeria, then Port Harcourt, yeah. The, the child will soon be, you know. So that is it. Okay. So there, these are some things that can actually be done, mm. you know. And in my mind, I, I still don't think there's anything Maybe those days I would have frowned at it, but right now I think I don't think there's anything wrong in it. Okay. Because it's it's our child, is our husband's it's child. You understand? Yes. And I don't instead of her to for them to stay childless or for the marriage to break. Mm. It's not even somebody else's child. They're not adopting anybody's child, you know. Mm. So okay. I think surrogacy is not bad. It's not bad. Okay. All right. Yeah. Thank you so much for um, taking out time and um, letting us into your private life. Uh, <laughs> that is not everybody that would want to do this, and I want to appreciate you. And in doing that, I also want you, us to pray. Let's pray for those women, you know, who are out there and who are struggling and passing through this. In your case, you didn't have any issue with relations, but there are so many women out there that are under a lot of pressure. I know, I know, I know. Raise prayer points so that we'll just take about three prayer points before we round up. Okay. Yes. Okay, do you have the prayer points? No, just raise um, prayer okay, points. Okay, raise prayer yes. points. Yes. And, okay. Uh, okay. All right. Um, when I was getting married, the woman that baked my cake. Yes. And told me something. She said, um, <laughs> I don't know why she told me that. She said, always pray, God, give my angels a heart of um, give my in-laws a heart of 
he had to oh he had to god oh god see i'm forgetting this prayer <laughs> ah oh god okay what was let's just speak towards their in-laws you know okay and understanding that all what she meant was an understanding heart towards me okay yes let okay. their heart be softened towards me mm-hmm. okay all right so, so pray that yeah okay so father in the mighty name of jesus yes oh god for every oh. married couple out there that is waiting upon you, O oh God. Oh yes, Lord. Concerning the in-laws, Father. Oh yes, Father. In the name of Jesus, let their Amen. hearts be softened towards yes. their wives, towards Amen. The, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. They will not be hard. We Amen. Oh, that they will have that understanding. Yes. You alone can do this. For yes, every child of God that is waiting yes. on you, we oh, ask yes, God that the hearts of those around them will be certain mm. to them in the Amen. mighty name of Jesus Christ. They will Amen. have a heart of understanding and they Amen. will serve them in the name Amen. of Jesus Christ. We are asking that you raise people that will support yes, them Lord. from yes, among Father. family members. Oh, yes, yes, Lord. Name of Amen. Jesus Christ, Amen. that they will back a place to lean on within, oh, yes, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Yes, Lord. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Mm. Then um, another prayer is a cooperative husband. Is that the right word? Cooperating mm. husband. Yeah. Do you understand? Yes. Yes. There's nothing like um. Because um, you you need an understanding husband, an husband that is ready to go all out with you, that's mm-hmm. going to give you all the support. I wouldn't mm-hmm. have been able to do this without my husband. Wow. Yeah, because I remember I almost left this marriage. I I was begging my husband one time. I think eight years of marriage. I just begged him, please, can you let me go? Let me just go so that you can go and start your life again. So you can imagine, which means I'm not someone who can just stay under too much pressure. I was not even having pressure from him and I wanted to run. You understand? Yes. So if I had one kind of man that was not understanding, maybe the marriage would have been over. Hmm. So we need, I don't, is that the right word to use? An understanding yeah. husband. Let there be oneness in the marriage mm-hmm. so that you'll be able to be able to pass through this order and overcome. Okay. Yes. Okay, so let's pray that. All right. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. We pray for couples out there. Yes, Father, Father. we pray yes. for the man. Yes, we also Lord. pray for the woman. Yes, Lord. In the name of Jesus, any one of them that are having issues. Oh, yes, Lord. Coming um, into agreements. Oh, because God. 
you have told us that when two of us agree on a thing, yes, it will not be difficult. It you will bring it to pass what you have yes. agreed on. Mm. And Lord, every tool of the enemy to cause disagreements, mm. son and wife, they are that are waiting. Yes, Father, we take over it right now Amen. in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Many are out there that are yes, believing God. you. This prayer is for them. The yes, ones that Lord. are you, that the devil has put a wedge in between mm. husband and wife, that they cannot see eye to eye concerning the issue of fertility. Oh, Father, Lord. That wedge be removed. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Father, Lord, wherever the enemy has entered mm. into their home, from wherever angle, causing of confusion within Lord, we take authority and we declare confusion has ceased now in Jesus' name. Amen. Lord, let your son, let your daughter come together with one mind in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. We know that there are many out there that the devil have held bound, that all Mm. they need do is just to come in agreement to say mm. we stand yes. against whatever it is that's that's yes. or stopping us but the mm. enemy has made it in such a way that they have turned their backs on each other yet they love you father yes. we pray for this name of jesus that lord many of them have turned their backs to each other and mm. all to do is just to come in agreement lord let that thing be removed from them in the Amen. name of Jesus. In the Amen. name of Jesus. Open Amen. them. Let the scales fall from their eyes now. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Let them see themselves not as enemies, but oh, as yes, Lord. like you have made them in yes, the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Name. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay. So the third, last prayer point for today. Okay, let's say, Lord, give them a miracle, just as you gave me. Amen. Because my daughter is pure miracle. Yeah. At times I ask myself, why didn't you call her miracle? <laughs> Somebody, a friend of mine said, please, I hope you're not, I, go, you start giving all those names, miracle, this, that. <laughs> <laughs> It's miracle. That's her name. You don't call her. Testimony. Her name is Miracle. Exactly everything. Because I didn't really, I I didn't, God didn't need me in agreement. You know, He didn't need me to to have faith. He didn't need my faith. He didn't need anything from me. Mm. When she came, I had given up. Yes, I was at that point, I had given up. I wanted mm. to leave the marriage. I was just, I've had enough. So I was not even interested in anything again. And mm. funny enough, to answer, don't let me shock you. From mm. day one, I didn't, I, even when they told me, I was like, are you sure? I kept on going to do something. Yes, I was doubting. I didn't even have any faith. All the faith I had, I threw them away. I'm mm. telling you, I didn't even have faith again. I never knew that you could face a challenge that you, <laughs> hey, God, <laughs> when I go mm-hmm. back and think about it, I'd like, 
okay, if this is how you're going to leave me, Lord, let's stay like that. You understand? Yes. So I didn't even need faith. I didn't, it was not my faith that carried her. And wow. I didn't have any challenge throughout the pregnancy. Praise I didn't God. throw up, I didn't spit, I didn't have any medical issue till I gave back to her. Wow. So, That's another Lord, testament. Yes. Give How old were her. you when you had her finally? When I had her, I was 38. Wow. wow. So Lord, give them a miracle. Amen. Okay, so let's pray that. Mm. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. That the miracle worker. Yes, as Lord. We pray mm. that even as we have joined our faith, mm. now with what you're doing in this world yes. and the life of women and men that are out there waiting on you, they yes. are waiting on you. Lord, yes. As you have done it for Auntie, do for them in the mighty Amen. name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Give them a miracle even now. As many as would listen yes, to the Lord. Lord, Lord, you will give them their own miracle. Yes. And they will testify in the yes. name of Jesus Christ. Amen. As your word is testifying to your goodness, to your faithfulness. So they yes. shall also testify because Amen. you will people in their life. Amen. In the name of Amen. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Okay, so we'll just round up. Um, yes, this podcast will be done um, twice in a month. Okay. And we're going to be having another one. That means um, in two weeks' time. Okay. So um, we'll look for how we can begin to channel and see how more people can listen to it, maybe live and mm -hmm. all of that. But right now, it's just going to be a recorded version that will send to people. And I believe that God is going to breathe on everything that we're doing. And just mm -hmm. by listening to this podcast, as many as are waiting on the Lord would receive their miracle in Amen. the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And so, Father, we just thank you. Thank we you, Lord. We exalt your holy name. Hallelujah. That you have spent to listen yes. to the glorious things that you can do in yes. our lives. Yes, if Lord. In spite of, you know, our carelessness, in spite yes. of the things that we do, yes. you are still faithful and you yes. are covenant-keeping God. Yes. We exalt your holy name because Hallelujah. you are covenant-keeping God. Glory yes, be to Lord. the holy name in Amen. Jesus' name. We Amen. pray that this podcast that we have done, this very first Amen. podcast we have done, yes, will go places in the mighty Amen. name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Persons that are supposed to listen to this podcast, oh, yes, for Lord. their to be ignited, Father, podcast we get to them in the Amen. name of Jesus. We engage the ministry angels right now. Amen. So and begin to clear the airways, begin Amen. to clear everything, everywhere, connect every connector, anything Amen. that is for that one woman, for that one man Father. to hear this podcast that yes, is working and trusting in you. Yes, they will Father. Lord, the testimonies coming from this, Amen. your glory and to your honor in Amen. the name of Jesus. Amen. Lord, you say you will share your glory with no man. 
Lord, we don't take the glory for anything. Father, we are just partnering with what we know that you want to do, even in this event. And so, Lord, as we partner, you will bring it to pass. Because we're always looking for a man to intercede. We are standing and we are interceding for this one. Certainly, Lord, we shall testify to your glory, your honor. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay, so God bless you. <laughs> for a way to um to just um break I mean, you know, record and then send to you. Okay. Forwarding. And we'll look for avenues oh. doing that. Yes. All right, eh? My battery is low. Thank okay. you for having me. Oh, my dear.